All right, let us go live, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> ah, now we're live. Now we are official. It is official. So, thank you guys for showing up. Thank you for being here. This is uh, this is something I feel that uh, I, I don't think just Sam and I, but I feel like all of us want or want to have some form of. We want to see something like Meow Wolf, like Outer World, some form of live interactive installation, art installation here in Sioux Falls that is a way of connecting the art community so that it's not just, you know, it, something that we can say is our own here, here at home. Um, we back up a little bit and explain how this happened. How we got here. <laughs> the stories. Um, yeah. So Carl and I uh, went to Albuquerque, New Mexico this fall, and went to a um, uh, conference that was about um, using art to change public policy. And on our way down there, we stopped in Santa Fe to uh, go to. Uh, the Meow Wolf exhibit. Yes. It blew our minds. Um, it was a mix of art and installation and technology and music and theater all rolled into this like fantasy world that you walked into and became part of. There was a story that went along with it so you could go in and you could just enjoy and have fun and play in the exhibit all day or you could do the like look at the stuff on the table and and see the little clues that led you to where the story was leading about why this house and why you could walk to the through the refrigerator into an intergalactic travel center <laughs> or through the or through the dryer down into a forest. Um, it, it was like crazy little paths everywhere. It was just, it was amazing. Um, that blew our mind and all the way back, we're talking about, even when we were there, I, I kept going up to the people that worked there and said, bring this to South Dakota, bring this to South Dakota. Um, yeah. All the way back, we're like, how can we do this here? What can we do? How can we do this? This is so big. They had a $2 million investment um, from the gentleman that wrote the Game of Thrones books. Um, and we're like, we're just a bunch of broke artists, we can't do that. And then something came across my feed called the Other World Exhibit down in Nashville, Tennessee. So last weekend, we went down to Nashville, Tennessee. Last weekend, <laughs> it was, last it was weekend, wasn't yeah. it? Um, it was a pop-up uh, immersive art installation and it was only up for two weeks, that's why we had to go this weekend, um, through the blizzard. <laughs> um, but it was wonderful. The lady that is part of the business team for that had been to Meow Wolf, came back and told her installation artist daughter about it. Her daughter had done installations at music festivals here and there and stuff and said, oh, wow, yeah. And so they put this exhibit on, and it was like bringing a music festival to the people. So instead of having to go camping for three weeks, putting up 
bunch of trunks, whatever, you know, um, you could just go in, get your ticket, and go in and enjoy. And, and theirs was kind of based on games. So it was about playing, it was about fun, it was, there was a game you had to, you had to find the four pieces so that you could um, hit the code in the right order, and then you'd get through the door into this room that was full of games that was um, uh, from the 1970s, every decade, there was a game that was uh, featured, and you could sit there all day and play those games if you wanted to. Um, <coughs> was Lawn Darts one of them? No. It was like, <laughs> it was like, they had like the old Atari. They had the old Pong game, you know, <laughs> um, all the way up to VR games. They had a table. The, the tech guys had designed a game specifically for this show. It was, it was just, it was fabulous. Um, and on the way back, we're like, we can do that because we went out to dinner with these people and um, we talked about the business end of it and we talked about the, the construction end of it and everything. And I've, uh, when I was in college, I was doing a double major of theater and art. And so I'm like, oh yeah, it's just like a theater show, you know, six weeks of putting it together, two weeks of run. You know, we can do this. So it popped into our head that when we got back, we needed to have a meeting. So this is the meeting, and this is how we got to where we're at now. Go. <laughs> You're wrong. Not to put you on the spot. No, that's right. Um, but, yeah. but like she said, we, we were able to have the conversation and interview the own, or at least the founders, the builders of the other world. Um, they were very open to having that conversation because like us, they also felt that it was a necessity to have. Um, they saw the beautiful thing that it brought to their community, to Nashville alone, just as, as, a, as an installation, pop-up, as, as something that was just there one day, gone the next like a mirage. It was just simply put together, but it, it had a lot to offer. It was, it was simplistic in its nature, and it meant something to the people who put it there together, and it meant something to the community as well. Um, they were very adamant about allowing us to to dive into it, to, to see it, to experience it, and then talk to them so that we understood that from a business mind, these are two <coughs> individuals who have businesses, own their own businesses outside of other world. They have already gone down the entrepreneur venture. They are doing well for themselves already. This was something that they just saw and understood that it made sense. Um, and they have the background and at least the, the credentials to, to show that, you know, hey, here's our business plan. This is what we're working with. This is what we came from to establish this so that if, you know, other people did see it and, and wanted to maybe follow in their lead, you know, it's tried and true. They have the ability to show that. Uh, and that was, I think, the biggest thing for me that was first and foremost, can we speak to them? Is this something that when we bring it here, that I can say, okay, well, if there's any uh, objections to it, you know, you can talk to these folks here. They will be more than happy to show you why it is something that not only is possible, especially given that, I mean, they have, I, I don't want to say that they don't have a diverse art scene, music, I mean, Nashville, Tennessee, we know about Nashville plenty. Um, so the art is there in itself, we would say more musically, but here we have a huge foundation of artists who are, you know, all walks of life so we know art. we have the artist and art theater sculpture tech 
everything. We've, we've got all the pieces here in Sioux Falls. We just need to bring them together to create this. So here we are. And now it's wanting to understand what it is that we know is an arc installation. What do we want to do? What are we trying to bring to the table? How do we want to see it happen? Um, we need to find the people who want to make it happen. And at that note, why don't we go around and do introductions? Because I think everybody that's going to be here is here tonight. Um, there was a couple of people I know that could not make it tonight um, because they live out of town. Um, but we'll get to them later. Uh, so I will start. My name is Sam Lopez. I'm an artist, uh, activist, and an instigator here in Sioux Falls. And um, I'm really excited about the possibility of helping to put together a group that does this installation piece so and keeps it going. <laughs> My name is Alan Fisher. I'm, uh, I just moved to uh, Sioux Falls about a year and a half ago. Uh, I've lived in Madison, South Dakota for like 30 years. Uh, I was, uh, I'm a retired uh, art instructor from DSU. Uh, <clears throat> I was the art department. Uh, I taught 23 different classes or whatever, so I have a pretty varied background. I've been all over the country. Uh, I'm from the East Coast. Uh, I've lived in Tennessee for nine years. Uh, lived in Georgia, Tennessee, Virginia, that area. I'm from Pennsylvania. Uh, I'm a sculptor. That's my, where my degree is in. Uh, but I do a lot of other things that'll pass. Uh, my name is Carl Allen. It's a short version. Um, I would say I am a photographer, artist, digital photography, uh, also a poet, uh, spoken word, um, also just a creative. I like creating new things, building anything tangible for me is a, a thing. Um, uh, ADD, if that means anything, <laughs> as a mental illness is probably part of it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm. Freshly, about two years ago, I want to say I moved to South Dakota, Sioux Falls, uh, 2017, 2017, that's me. I'm Roxy Schmitz, and I uh, live here in Sioux Falls and have lived here for a long time, but from Nebraska. Um, I started dabbling in art about three and a half years ago when I sobered up. <laughs> Prior to that, I think I... I didn't realize that I even had an interest, and then it kind of helps me through recovery. But um, different mediums, I'm very, I feel like an infant when it comes to, you know, all of you, I'm sure, would have more experience in this uh, field, but I'm just here to learn and do whatever I can from, you know, whatever, whatever I can to help out. Nice. I'm Sandy, Sandra Jean, Sandy Thompson, uh, artist, um, me mixed media, do uh, painting, drawing, jewelry, and I also have had some theater background. Um, I too am a transplant, not originally from Sioux Falls. I've been here since 2014, and um, so I know there's a vibrant 
community of artists and fellow like-minded folk here. So just met Sam. She's like the effervescent <laughs> bubbly. <laughs> and uh, have traveled with her just once. So we'll have to do <laughs> We just went to Sioux City. But I was almost going to go on this Memphis trip. But anyway, um, just glad to be here tonight and hear what others have to say. I'm uh, David Keneal Shields. I'm a Rapid City native, born and raised in South Dakota all the way. <clears throat> Came here about five years ago to Sioux Falls. After I went to college, uh, college I decided I wanted to be a painter, graphic designer at the same time. So that's what I kind of do. I really like designing, also like painting, uh, geometric, abstract, kind of graffiti based stuff. Uh, basically, uh, I work at a paint store and I love it to death. It's become my life now, and I've decided that's my career path. And I really feel like I have a lot to offer and resources. Time and energy. So I'm just feeling like this is a good place to be, and I feel like everybody that wants to be like this is going to be better on it. So, nice to meet you. Um, I'm Lisa Meyer. I'm from Minneapolis St. Paul area originally. My background is arts and business, um, and my whole life. I've always kind of gone off on my own, started a coffee house with a friend, and then just did the whole, creating that whole system and putting it out there for the community. It's always been about giving people a place to share what they do. I also teach dance, ballroom, Latin, swing, country, Michael Jackson's Thriller, I love to movement. And I love trying to get the whole thing happening, the moving and the shaping and making it work. Um, so I, I've also, I work at Bronze Age Art Casting, founder here in Sioux Falls, and we're doing a lot of events. Um, and I'm kind of the, uh, what we call me, the community outreach person right now, kind of getting the, the things organized to put them out to the community and make them happen. Um, but I'm, I tend to want to always fall into that role of facilitator, giving other people the chance to do their thing, and then bringing everybody in the community to see it. And just turning a lot of people onto art, music, dance, theater, and making it, it, it very accessible to everybody so that they can find a, a place for them. Space, so. uh, my name is Jenny Bright. Rocks invited me. Um, I'm originally from Sioux Falls. <coughs> I like anything creative. Um, I like, okay. Um, <laughs> um, Thank you. I'm very creative. I like to do anything creative. I like to made mobiles. Uh, they're called How Time Flies, and they're out of clock parts and feathers and nature and stuff like that. Um, I've done fluid art and uh, drawing. I've done quite a few different things, but um, I'm interested in what you guys are envisioning, and so I wanted to participate in Going on, so. And I invited Jay. So. Hello, everybody. I'm Jay Namley. Can uh, shoot this all about. I have no art background. That's cool. A lot of interest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an arborist. 
but so I'm just kind of here to listen, learn. Okay. I'm Mike Midland. <clears throat> um, I guess I've always been interested in art. Uh, painted, drew all through high school, uh, wrote a lot of poetry, life kind of took over, got out of doing that stuff, uh, but my artistic, I guess you could say, interests or focal points kind of shifted, so uh, about half of my working life I've been a chef, um, and the other half I was a, in construction or a business owner uh, in construction fields, so as far as the uh, construction of what you guys are talking about, I feel I'd be a great asset for that. Um, Finally got out of uh, doing chef work, which uh, was my whole day and my whole night, so I didn't leave much time for anything else. Uh, started steam cleaning carpets, uh, ended up meeting Sam, and uh, started getting back into painting. Um, and uh, so now I just try and get a few pieces together every so often, try and get, get in some shows and do some things. Um, so yeah, it's, it's good to be back into those, into those things. So. Uh, my name is Jordan Devenbaugh. I'm from <clears throat> Sioux Falls originally. Um, left, went to school, dropped the world. Um, I enjoy producing controlled chaos wherever possible, um, in whatever medium possible. Um, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> That was that's that was kind of modest. Yeah, I always Jordan. It, it, it hits. It hits kind of it, modest. Jordan. Yo, yeah, it's but I. Mm, we'll talk yeah. later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so my name is Joe Bachelor, and I'm from Sioux Falls. Um, <clears throat> I've, I've lived a lot of different places as well, and uh, I uh, had an opportunity to come back here and run downtown Sioux Falls Incorporated. Um, so I guess I'm the designated suit of the bunch. Um, so but we'll get you in jeans yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, when it comes to uh, art, I mean, that's something that it was appreciation for art and design was instilled in me in very at a very young age because my that's my mom. She is an artist and an interior designer and. Um, and so I, I've always had a deep appreciation for it. When it comes to downtown, um, you know, you look at the transformation of downtown uh, and, and those sort of touchstones are all rooted in art. Um, the Washington Pavilion in 99, um, Sculpture Walk about 16 years ago. Um, we're gonna have um, the Levitt uh, Arc of Dreams, you know, all these things that are arts and culture based. And so what this group is about, this this can be transformative for uh, Sioux Falls. And uh, the other thing too, with DTSF, the organization, I mean, we're, we're about connecting and grow, connecting, growing and celebrating uh, downtown community. And so I, I can't think of a better way to do that. And um, th this, this is uh, a really cool community building type of initiative. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to be a part of it. Um, you used the term effervescence, and there's this, there's this, uh, I'm, my background's in urban planning and um, a little bit of um, sociological um, 
bent to it. And there's this term um, collective effervescence. And that's when you have this massive group of people that kind of come together and unify around this one sort of um, event. And so like a uh, good example would be like Burning Man. Um, and uh, I, I think it, I think that would be really cool. Like if we could, if that's the goal of this, if we could, I don't know what the goal of it would be, but I, I think it'd be really cool to see and experience and facilitate. So just happy to be here. Uh, hi, I'm Jake and I'm fashionably late. Um, um, I, uh, um, I'm a kind of self-described maker, crafter, geek. Um, only recently have I even started thinking of myself as an artist. Um, when I was a kid, my, my goal was to grow up to be an Imagineer, and um, and it, it never really happened, but I've found that at every turn, my hobbies head towards that direction. I'm a, I'm a 3D printing enthusiast. I have become a quilter, sewer, costume maker, puppeteer, amateur roboticist. Um, I've got a... Um, I've got, there's all these crafty mommy blogs out there, and I've got, and despite the sexualization of the word daddy, I've got a crafty daddy blog. Um, so, like, my kids can't call, call me daddy, they have to call me, like, bra or something. So, um, um, and I'm actually trying to turn that blog into a career where eventually I want to produce, you know, kits and things that, that have, have steam, not only STEM, but adding that arts element. Um, you know, doing things like, um, syringe-powered robotics and, and different you know, arts and engineering combined sort of kits where you've got function and form intertwined. Um, my, my biggest leap into really embracing that I am an artist uh, came a couple years ago, the first year of Supercom, the, the local comic and anime convention. My, uh, my wife said, let's do it, let's compete in the cosplay competition. Um, and we built from the ground up um, our costumes, a big daddy and little sister from the game Bioshock, um, and they were gigantic and impressive. I had a spinning drill, I had light up color changing eyes, the thing was seven feet tall, it weighed 100 pounds, I very nearly left on an ambulance with heat stroke uh, because I didn't have fans, but we took best in show, and, and now, you know, I've started building these these giant costumes that are, that are as much uh, mobile pieces of puppetry as they are costumes. Mm -hmm. um, I've built, I built a flea circus, uh, one room flea circus, it's, it's a modest affair. Um, <laughs> but I, I really just, I love this, you know, interactive art where it, it becomes an event and it, it moves and people go with it. So, <laughs> um, so I was afraid I actually wasn't going to be able to make it tonight because I was going to interview someone from my blog, but he had something come up and I was like, all right, I can be 20 minutes late, I can do this. So I'm here and, and I'm excited to, to learn what you guys are about and, and, and hopefully get more involved in the community with you know, artistic endeavors. Cool. And with that, thank you everybody. I think we will move on to the vision. Um, so a few years ago we had the art mazes. So we've got like a core group of people and I know they're interested in doing installation pieces. Um, but this would be a bump up for that. Uh, one of the um, one of the core values of the organizations that we've talked with that have done this kind of stuff is that um, art has value and the artists have value so making it so it would be economically feasible for artists to actually 
be able to make money from this. Um, with uh, profit sharing, um, a stipend to create, that kind of stuff. Um, along with that, it's pulling in technology center, the, the, the computer nerds and, and, and graphics and, and musicians and sound and artists and painters and, and putting them and puppeteers, yay, <laughs> um, and, and putting them all together to tell a story. Um, and I was, um, I, I do these paint things um, where I get together with somebody and we paint and we talk about stuff. And I was doing that with a, a friend of mine a few weeks ago and he paint was just this really loose painting. Um, it was basically a wash kind of a painting, but at the end of it, it looked like it was large blades of grass this little guy standing on there, it's kind of like that with the way the paint was kind of mushed together in brush paintings how it does sometimes. And then there was like this, this orange beast down below being ridden by the, this purple little thing. And, and, and a, an idea popped into my head to tell the story of a planet far away because a different planet we can do all kinds of weird things with vegetation and critters and and what have you um, <coughs> about this 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 um, civilization who's trying to save their planet from these these dark forces that are trying to take over um, that have been harming the the vegetation, harming the animals, um, harming themselves. Um, and then there's like this other civilization that lives on the planet also who's trying to save themselves through technology, trying to leave the planet, find someplace else to go. So you have the story about these two civilizations on this planet that are that are kind of working against each other, um, but for the same goal of survival, which is basically I want to do at the end of the day. <laughs> um, so, so that's kind of the vision for this first one, um, and basically how it would work is we would start this group and put out a call for artists and go through all the submissions that we have for the pieces, put the pieces together in. Uh, puzzle and so um, each artist would be uh, kind of in charge of their own little space but they would get help from other artists as well um, and those spaces then would connect together to tell the story um, I don't want to scare anybody <laughs> But this is somewhat of a daunting task because there is going to be a need to connect these things in a way that, like Meow Wolf, there is a flow to it where 
you know, it's accessible. You can go from one ecosystem to another ecosystem to, you know, place in the home, see what these critters are like. There, there is going to be detail. It's almost like writing a book. You're telling a story that is going to have so much depth to it that you're going to be able to live the way these creatures are living. You're going to be able to participate. I'm sorry, what did you compare it to? Like, I heard Meow, meow Wolf. So Meow Wolf is, is, if we can go back to it, that is where most of our foundation and want for this to be had come from. Well, I have a question. So, yes. uh, sorry, Jordan. Um, so I know Meow Wolf, there's a movie. Yes. And I know it was played. Is it still accessible? It yes, accessible it is. Online. Okay, and also, so when you went to New Mexico, mm-hmm. um, that was separate from Meow Wolf. No, uh, but, yes. Uh, but it was another artist interactive. Albuquerque, New Mexico was a conference that was the uh, yeah. culture, sh- uh, sh- culture shift. Uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico okay. was the place that harbored Meow Wolf. Right. Um, so in order to maintain cohesion, mm-hmm. um, because many of us have different skill sets. Right. Uh, dependent on like and what we craft and create. Now, obviously, I understand the whole vision of an individual ecosystem, an individual installation. But would it make sense to be identifying core things that could be consistent throughout, but different styles of those specific pieces? There there would be a flow and a connection with the different pieces. Okay. So that way it would be... Inevitably, that that's what we that's what we want to do. We want to have it to where there is a flow with all of and a connectivity. Because yeah, this, I, I liken this to like the the realm of art production, art, art direction for film or a stage design for yeah, theater, and that so does that is a collaborative process. It's yeah. not a isolating. Right. Yeah. I just yeah, clarify. So would we go through and like kind of brainstorm like an entire. Like storyline and plot. Yes. Create an environment yeah. atmosphere. There is going to go be that. that into using our own specific skill sets to create what we can. Right. Or do we all get our own space? And kind then of. Yeah. We get to decide what everybody else. Imagine what everybody else's skill sets, how they yeah. could be incorporated into our installation. Imagine having that. Right. We all have our own specific sets skills that we're good at. Um, what we want to bring is a story. So we're hashing out a story that is going to be capable of something that is tangible, something that is immersive, something that we can all jump onto. And then from there, now you have a space and a place to be able to create a specific creature, specific part of an ecosystem. You're going to have that creative freedom in that area because at that point, then it is based on the artists who come, who, who we have all of our collective skill sets to present this story in the way that we see. And you know, then it is collaboration as we're looking at it, it, it. We have the theater aspect. What is it that I need to be able to present this artwork in a way where then as a theater you know, person, I can, I can interact this piece to these people who come to see it and so on and so forth, vice versa. For, so for example, we'd have, we'd have because the, 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 the garden part of it is, is kind of a larger set piece, we would have a couple of artists that would be like in charge of that piece. Um, but then there's other little pieces like the critters would have a house. So there'd be like somebody that would come through and say, hey, I've got an idea for, you know, this this pod, this house up here. And um, so we would tie it together using um, colors and conversation and stuff like that so that it flows 
but then this artist could do their art there with, with the pot, you know, and then there'd be like another one over here that would be um, like the, the tech group, the, the technology um, civilizations would have like different pots that, that another artist would say, hey, I've got an idea for that. Let's put a bunch of screens in here and a bunch of buttons or whatever, and you know, and, and then they could create that. Um, that's where we put out like the submission for those, and then we fit those together. Um, we fit the submissions together to tell the story, and then the people that um, like this submission was chosen, so then that artist would be in charge of that specific area, but they would all work together as one. Um, so you'd have other people helping you vice versa to create the whole thing if that makes sense uh, what uh, is there hierarchy is there hierarchy what is there when there is a clash in decision making how does the how does that work um, how does from from me it would be a consensus okay because that's just hitting Okay, I will say Meow Wolf how they structure their 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 system is they have a direct a narrative director. They have key elements in multiple departments that make that do the decision making. Yeah. And and I'm and I'm just saying that just in terms of like I didn't mention this second backgrounds of theater and so theater production. Right. So like there are reasons behind having specific key individuals being the decision makers in a particular area. I understand the idea of like of collective consensus, and that is good. That is a good thing to have. But when the tough decisions have to be made, yeah, it's good the, to. There would be a director team that would be that that would. Do the selection process gotcha. and craft and mold. I feel that's also why the storyline development is as important as it is, yeah. because once there's a foundation of the story, once we know the story we want to tell and we know how we want to tell it, then it's easy for the directors to be able to designate how it's going to be told. Then you know, because then we go into the financing aspect. You know, can we afford to do this technology here? Can this fit in this area? So as long as the foundation of the story is set, then it's it makes it easier for that to be able to have that call because then at least that story is being told as best as it can, and we don't take away from that foundation being that you know we want it to be as immersive as possible. Even if we can't reach out, you know, if this electrical outlet or you know trying to stream all of this stuff here so that these people can touch this stuff and make music and you know and they, we want to be able to jump in here this little tube and you know the, all of these things, there is going to be some outlandish crazy ideas that we'll come up with, I imagine. But yes, as long as within the storyline we are able to develop a foundation and a good solid story then, you know, it, the, I imagine it'll, we'll have clashing, some aspect that it's going to happen, inevitably. Any, yeah. yeah. But we'll have something to base that off of, and then we'll, we'll at least be able to guide that. Your direct. script. Right. Yeah. So, so um, my mind kind of immediately goes to the, kind of the, all the W questions. Um, we know the who, that's kind of us, the not what, it's the vision you just described, but what about the, the where, when, how? I mean, I think the how part, um, we can figure that out. You know, it's 
going to come down to yeah. money, yeah. Um, yeah. time, right. but yeah, where and when are we thinking primarily are my questions. <clears throat> um, so basically you do a theory production in six weeks and then start the run. Um, I don't necessarily want to move that fast. <laughs> um, but I would like to see something happen this summer with this. This is what I'm looking at. Mm -hmm. Six months timeline. Six month timeline. Yeah. Like, well, probably a. Give you an idea. Outer World have about a 70 day build yeah. time. Okay. Yes. How many did. Did they have funding to? How much they money did secure funding before that build time, though? I believe that, that was that was the investor. Yeah, that was yeah. So there's a longer time than just 70, 70 days for the entire project. Well, no, their no, build time was, was seventy days. Their build time was seventy days. Yeah, their build yeah. time from start to when they open the door for everybody to come in. But collecting resources too, like collecting funding, um, securing funding. Because that, does the, it include that time? Yeah, because the the people that put it on were already entrepreneurs, already businessmen. Yeah. They made an investment into this and so we also have secure funding for that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Well. I think uh, one thing we have to really focus in on is, do, do, you mentioned they have that business plan? Yep. We Can do We do that? have people, we do have them who are, they are completely willing to uh, at least give us what it is that is their, where they came from, where they started, they said do they that, actually have a written. They do have business. a business plan. Yes, yeah. they do. Can you yep. post it up on the page? I yeah. will yeah. reach out to them, yeah. see yeah. if they are able to print, yeah. see how soon they can get yeah. it to us. Yeah. Because yeah. um, the thing is, is if you can frame it for the right people, and you know this, I mean, if it's if it's something that can be an individual that can benefit from backing it, right? Uh, not just out of goodwill, but as the right. potential yeah. for an economic, yeah, an innovative well, and, and approach to you know, experience is currency. So. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I mean, for instance, I'm chatting with um, um, Addy. That's what I'm hearing. Uh huh. We're chatting. Bank company. Uh huh. Bank company. We're chatting. Okay. And and just like seeing, I mean, they obviously, obviously, they have very specific expectations of what they're making. But, but I think I have told her, what's that? Uh, along those lines, I will say this. When we were in Santa Fe, we're in Pinalo. Santa Fe has a population of 80,000 people. Mm -hmm. I went through the parking lot. There was um, license plates from all over the country in that parking lot. They were making bank. It was $25 a my thing is, you know, 20 bucks a ticket. If we could fit an average of 50 people through the door every day, that's $30,000 a month. Is that a permanent installation there? It is. Okay. It, it started off as a pop-up. <coughs> um, they were doing small, smaller scale uh, where they had pods. Mm -hmm. And you'd go in and the pod would be kind of a thing. And then they'd set up like two or three pods. Um, and that's when the, the, the guy from the Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones mm -hmm. the, the person that wrote those books um, saw that and said, oh, this is really cool. And there happened to be a bowling alley that was for sale. 
So about the bowling alley, put them in it, and $2 million. That was the investment. And I think it was within a year they were in the black. Is that the primary host site, or there is there other other host sites um, besides that bowling so, alley? So they have that site, um, and that's a permanent site in New Mexico. Yeah, New Mexico. And then um, they put out a call to artists last year, and they're doing one in Vegas this year. Mm -hmm. They put out a call to artists, put out a call to Nevada artists, so they're doing one in Las Vegas this year. Mm -hmm. And then this year they've put out a call to artists in Colorado, so next year there will be one in Colorado as well. Yeah. I don't know if those are going to be permanent locations or if they're going to be... I guess I'm, I'm curious more about the specific site. Right. Like, is right. it all in one building? Yes. 24,000 yes. square it's, foot. Yeah. It's all in one building, inclusive. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like you said, it's 24,000 square foot. The, um, the one down in Nashville was on a 10,000 square foot site. And they, mind you, and, and to give you a comparison, Meow Wolf has utilized every single square footage that they have inside for the actual uh, the, the actual event exhibit. Um, you walk in, there is a cafe, there is a front desk, there is a hallway down to the bathroom. There's a maker space for yeah. kids off to the side. Yeah, but the space itself, when we talk about the actual exhibit, is inclusive. There is seamless transition from one place to another. You're walking in this world completely immersed, whereas the other world there are transitions that kind of break immersion mm -hmm. so you're you're coming from one pod so to speak to another pod and you're kind of okay well this isn't the place you know i'm i'm out of the immersion but then i go back into this new place and find myself in there so they didn't utilize the entirety of the space as they could have how <coughs> do you think the initial prototype is this first one you're talking about for the one we want to do yeah i'd like to hit at least between 10 and 20,000 square feet. Okay. Now, the thing is with Meow Wolf, that took years for them to build. I mean, obviously, yeah. uh, like just the concept. Yeah. And obviously I know we, we're not reinventing the wheel. Right. We're, we're taking something established. But they had time for George R. R. Martin to come see something that they were doing when they were building with pennies yeah. and cardboard. Yeah. So, so, is there a smaller scale prototype that happens before the 10,000 24,000 20,000 space. I, I don't know. I think that gets us to know for opportunity coming soon. Yeah. That's you. Is there, that me? Okay. Yeah, there is. <laughs> Alright, anyway. Like so, anyway. Like uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, Alright, so this is what I got. Um, um, yeah, no, chaos, right? Um, I've been working on this concept called Burning Winter. Um, it's basically a festival. Um, and we're clear. Cool. Back to the property owner. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So, um, we want to create a, we're actually going to create an installation here for the 1st of February. Um, I'm building a driftwood tree. I'm going down to the plat and grabbing some driftwood and going to assemble a tree sculpture. I've done this before for a theatrical performance. And we're essentially going to be asking people uh, 
what is holding them back. And the idea is that people will write down that break or whatever that is, fold it up into a piece of paper and nail it to the tree. Mm. That, that then will be disassembled and moved. We'll we have to figure out another location for it to sit because we'd love to have more input from people because that would be, as we know, jam's closing on the 8th of February. Yeah. Um, and what I want to do is put it into another space and have feedback on the 23rd, which is just after the equinox, um, we will set it on fire in uh, at Ron's age. 23rd of March. Outside. Yes, outside. Um, outside, and it is based off of a 500-year-old festival called Summertogzug, called which is uh, where a, the Germans, when they were in cottages, they would uh, they had to use straw and hay as insulation and bedding. It would get to the end of uh, winter into spring. They take all that out. They put it into the field. They set it on fire, and then from that fire or where that where that fire was, they would sprout uh, next year's crop. And so the concept is rooted at this is a tree. This is a poisonous tree. This is a tree that's taking up soil, productive soil, that we choose to burn, to get rid of, to then plant the seeds with. Look at burning. All right, all right. So the idea with this particular, uh, we're keeping, I was talking about the WH line fairgrounds and like trying to make this some building a 50 foot tall structure kind of thing. I was kind of in the 20,000 square foot space <laughs> mindset. And I was like, you know, even if I can find the money, I need to slow it down and make something simple and digestible. So we, uh, so we are going to do it at Bronze Age. Um, but the city is already aware. I'm already in talks with them. They, I got okayed to do the one at WH Line Fairgrounds. I just needed air traffic control. <laughs> I'm serious. Um, and yeah, right? Simple. <laughs> just phone calls. Just a lot of phone calls. Um, so, so the, um, so that, so this other one will, it will, is much easier, much easier to handle. But the concept I want to try to impart for the March 23rd is to have it be very grassroots, very simple, very word of mouth. I even want. I even want to go so far, so far as not utilizing Facebook to promote it. Mm -hmm. I almost want to. I want to go to the old-fashioned. You have something made, like a card. You put a block print, screen print card, and you hand it to people. Yeah. You say, "Come to this. Like create something. Create an underground energy." And um, the idea we do it out of the we would do it out in Bronze Age, but then at the be the beginning of the day and the end of the day, we try and come up with events that are about building, planting, creating in the morning. Then after the burn, that is the celebration. We go. We have spaces where there is celebration happening, and I want to encourage. Uh, an expansion of the sorts of things that are possible. The, we, I mean, we don't have buskers. Do we have buskers? We have a street musician program, but they're not like <laughs> yeah, traditional buskers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Put your guitar keys. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah.
connect. And I know there's like, I mean, on that both of them, we need to figure out some permits. We need to figure out, figure out certain things. Like I know the carpenter bar wants to work with Bread and Circus and roast a whole pig in front of the the spade. Yeah, I want to figure that out. <laughs> Dude, like, so I'm talking. So like. Oh, yeah. I don't think, well, we'd have to dig into Phillips, but um, maybe we just have a pig placemaking committee. We right. Do like a, <laughs> sure. a, hog, or a hog roast. Sure. Um, <laughs> um, but no, no. Um, so, so I think, uh, so the idea is that from the starting point, we, we, the whole concept is all rooted around building the story of this tree and whatnot and, and finding different ways to unleash creative energy on a singular day. Um, so, I have a formalized proposal that I'm adapting based on the new, like, scaled-back prototype. Um, it's just with you, we, with you all the key dates, we'll be working on it in here uh, next week for the February 1st, uh, first Friday. Um, Caitlin uh, uh, Prusha is, uh, ben, what's it? Pisha. Pisha. I know Prusha. Yeah, you're right. Pisha. <laughs> Pisha. It is Pisha. Um, she she's been a great help in terms of contextualizing what this what this means from a very much of like a rooted traditional concept. Um, but I think the key is is I want to. I mean, I I need help making it bigger. I need. I don't. I don't want this to be my festival. This is this is our festival. It's it's the city's it's community's festival. So I'm just facilitating the burning of the tree. And that's where we're stepping in too because we yeah. have a big, large area with gravel and ample parking. We're near Falls Park. So the goal is not for the event to stay there. That's just a place where we can burn something relatively easily because yeah. we do that on a normal basis. <laughs> right. yeah. um, this time with the permit and all the other necessary things. Yeah. But I know um, Jordan's goal is to encourage uh, people to walk, encourage people to bike, encourage people to wander from there kind of up through and then take advantage of, of casual events kind of or more formal things happening throughout downtown to take advantage of the businesses, the restaurants or the, mm -hmm. the you know the bars later in the evening. So that it becomes an experience in all of downtown. So that's where you I guess you're moving through the space. Not the same as an indoor, but there's a right. lot of Still, space. Yeah, that's there. Yeah. And hopefully the weather's reasonable. Yeah. Winter carnival kicks off yes. on first Friday, yes. February. Oh, which is awesome. We're doing a new winter carnival. Right. I know. I, when's the when's the ice cream coming? Is that ice cream, right? Yeah. Uh, the fourth, I think. Cool. All right. I'm not. I'm not positive. I'm dangerous with the details. Okay. For the state of <laughs> so, no, so it's it's cool to have that celebration of winter, and then this will be the burning of winter. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's a nice, Rat. nice experience. So. And yeah. the, the goal I know that Jordan's talked about and that's important to us at Bronze Age is that it be definitely a community thing and an all ages thing. I mean, granted, always later in the evening things become adults go into, you know, do whatever, but to really bring everybody out, families, um, so that everyone's participating yeah. in whatever way they can. Um, and something that it can become an annual event. We're doing a lot of those things at Bronze Age now yeah. with Iron Fours um, at the turning of the seasons because it's a good way to schedule things. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, so what's the closest to the first day of summer? Um, and then sort of celebrate those changing seasons. So we're pretty excited. We were going to do an Iron Four, but one of our Iron Four guys, he's having a baby, he and his wife, so he's kind of out of commission. So it's great that you stepped in to build the space. So. <laughs> so we have, there's a block party and you're talking about handing things. Yeah, being a word of mouth. 
Might be good to show up for that block party to do that. Okay, parade's gonna. Oh, yeah, oh that's right. When, yeah. where, when and where is the block party? Uh, it's gonna be at Eighth and Railroad. Oh. It's actually gonna be in the parking structure at the CNA building. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So. What day of the block parties happen? That's. Uh, that's I think Friday that's or Saturday. Saturday. Okay. I think that's the eighth. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So. A lot of stuff happened on the eighth. Good and bad. Yeah, <laughs> but I could I could see all of this, you know, using the Winter Carnival to build up to your event, yeah. and using your event to build up to this event, yeah. and just yeah. get a flywheel effect going. That's That's synergy. Yeah. synergy. That word has been a thing this week, this month. <laughs> it's been since insane. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. There is a time of year question that I always have. Oh, there was that. There's that thing that happens where in the summer people go outside. They do gardening, golf, and what's the other thing? Something with the G. Another G. Gallivanting. Yeah, yeah perhaps. Yeah. And they're outdoors, and they don't come inside for a while. There is a lot of tourism, though, in Sioux Falls. For an indoor kind of an experiential thing, when is a good time to start that? When kids are back in school, where you can bring field trips through, if that's mm. possible, or in the summer when there are more tourists. Is that a? Yeah. As, as so as I would like to find a location that um so so i understand that that it's it would be almost impossible without like a trunk of money falling from the sky to do um a permanent thing i, I get that so i would like to have it semi-permanent but it, as as opposed to a pop-up which is just up for like two or three weeks um, I'd like to have it kind of semi-permanent, so it's up for a couple of months, so that we can get some of the summer folk, but also um, kids going to school, so that they can come through and and experience it as well um, with field trips. So, yeah. I wonder if you could do something kind of semi-permanent with um, <clears throat> shipping containers. You could. And mm -hmm. set it up in you know, the rail yard, where the rail yard uh, is going to be redeveloped, one of those mm -hmm. parcels that's not going to be yeah. redeveloped for a long time. That would be And awesome. then if something, you know, some kind of development comes along, yeah. theoretically you could move to, it somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, it would be easy to do. There was a, uh, what they call the container park in Las Vegas. Yeah that they had built off of that concept where it was movable, but it was with using containers so that it, you know, minimize, I guess, overhead, trying to build it in something else that was, you know, was, they just put containers and just chopped them up and mm -hmm. here you go. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, be like big Legos. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's not a bad idea, actually. Something to build Lots off of. Lots of fans. Yeah. 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 I'm just going to say I like the energy that has come from this thus far. It's uh, amazing to know that there are these people, that there are folks that want this to happen, that are striving to make this happen. Because this is it's a necessity, I think, out here. Something and there are a lot more see. people out there, as you were talking there about, are. like with all the art maids, yeah. different um, skills and energies that don't even know this is happening. Yeah, not yet. Maybe. Um, I, I do know that we've got... Uh, musician friend of mine who's interested in helping with the musical aspect of it, setting up the sound and stuff, who has made, oh my god, he's wonderful. He's got this synthesizer that's analog that he built himself and he just
instruments, the weirdest, coolest sounds ever out of this thing. Um, and he has agreed to help. Um, uh, Chucky. Chucky. Oh, yeah, Chucky. Yeah, Chucky. Um, and uh, there are, there's a, another artist in Gainton that couldn't make it up today. Um, one in Madison that couldn't, Fort Mitchell. <laughs> and, and then one that lives over in Mankato that couldn't make it. So I, there are other people that uh, would have liked to have been here tonight. That's why we did the uh, Facebook Live so that they could sit in on it an hour later. Um, but I did want to get like a, a group started uh, so that we could reach out and, and pull other people in that you know that that are sculptors or welders or what have you that would be a good fit for this that might be interested in this so um, that kind of that kind of leads us to the what next. Are right. we have to call the artists then, or are we just doing word of mouth, like tell um, our friends? I think, I think well, each event that we yeah. have that comes up is going to be where we pull more people yeah, that come in from we'll that. Each event that we have that establishes is going to go from that, and it's going to, we're going to, we're going to have a snowball effect that feels inevitable. Yeah. So next meeting, like what, do we all got to bring a friend? <laughs> I mean, if you want to. I'm, I'm more of an action point kind of guy. Yeah, yeah like no, action it's action point wise. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Should we work towards looking at calling out to all our friends? And friends so that we yeah, let the word be known. Mm -hmm. Tell them that there's plenty of opportunity that you know, wherever you get in, you can fit in. Yeah. Um, a lot of collab uh, creative collaboration, so don't be afraid to do whatever you want to do. We're still working out the funding resources, so we right. have a lot of stuff to work on there. Um, well, jam is falling apart, so like, <laughs> what are we going to do with those ton of resources right next door? Right. Sit there. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, can we use those for our get together? I, mean, I don't understand why we wouldn't be able to, um, other than not being able to buy them. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so that kind of leads us to the what next thing. Um, circle. Oh, it's circle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so the things that we need to do next um, is get some wood. Yeah. I got a resource for you. Okay. Is it closer than two hours? Oh, yeah. It's 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 a farm. If you're going two hours away, I got another resource then for you down the street. Talking about supplies, material, resources, then is there a need to fill Jam's kind of community niche? Well, as we go on to what next, remember that the narrative doesn't stop here, it continues. If you are in Sioux Falls and you are a part of our art community, you are involved already. So what next? We urge you, we challenge you to figure out and come up with ideas and meet us at the next MIAC meeting be here, be present, be active in your community's art, be active in the immersive installation initiative. We'd love to see you guys next time. My name is Carl Frederick Allen III, and you have heard from the new Miak Collective. I hope you guys have this. Share it, like it, spread the word. We are making it happen. It is going to be. So be here and be present. Peace.